0: Ladies and gentlemen, trans and non-binary punks of all ages and denominations, welcome back to another episode of Not Just a Phase. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for being here on this crazy planet we call Earth. We're online at notjustaphase.net and on IG at Not Just a Phase Worldwide, and today we're talking Screamo again. I'm Elias, and I'll be hosting today's episode. I'm very excited to introduce and interview Alexis Joke, also known as Gros Enfant More. His one-man band effort is an epic blend of Screamo, black metal, and post-hardcore all colliding together bound by introspective and thoughtful lyrics. Sure.
1: So, I'm Alexi from Grand Informer, and uh, you're listening to Not Just a Phase. The song is L'Epilogue de la Jeunesse.
0: Okay, and I'm sorry for right off the bat mispronouncing your name, Alexi. <laughs> that's my apologies. Oh, the,
1: that's, uh, that's fine.
0: Okay, um, so welcome to the show. Thanks for talking with us today. Uh, how are you doing today?
1: Yeah, yeah, really, really great. In fact, we released the album uh, two days ago, so I'm kind of, kind of stoked with uh, all the reactions I, I got. So I, I feel really great
0: yeah congratulations I actually was listening to it uh yesterday and it's 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 fantastic. I really loved all the singles uh, yeah. and I'm really really stoked to hear the whole thing so uh, yeah yeah, cool. yeah, yeah we, it,
1: we really I um recorded it uh, maybe uh, I don't know in uh, February so it's been a long time uh, waiting for the vinyls to come out and uh, oh yeah everything so I was uh, very impatient to for it to come out, so uh, it's uh, it's really great that it's yeah. uh, finally came out.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it's like a huge relief to kind of just be in the next yeah, cycle yeah. of the whole like album deal rolling out and all that. Um, we usually yeah. like to start off by asking how you first kind of got into like punk or like the underground music scene. So yeah. how uh, how did that kind of all come about?
1: Um, yeah, yeah. So. I started a little bit late in uh, at a late age for uh, the punk and hardcore scene because uh, my parents uh, didn't listen to any kind of music uh, in particular at all. But uh, I think I started playing drums when I was 13, 14, after uh, seeing a show. I don't remember really the, the band, but uh, it was not really... Uh, from the, from the scene. But uh, I wanted to play drums, so, uh, I started playing drums. And uh, in high school, I played mostly rock and metal stuff. And nice. until I uh, joined the band uh, when I was 16, 17, which was called uh, Joke. And uh, that, uh, the influences were uh, punk rock uh, in French. So uh, that's uh, when I uh, got more into it. And uh, that was my band uh, for 10 years after that. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, um, and uh, I really started to listen to uh, Screamo and hardcore stuff when I was um, maybe uh, in my early 20s. So, it's not that uh, that long ago, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, that's how I uh, started it.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I noticed you were in jock for a long time is that like I, it's also your last name isn't it is not it? Was that like a uh, did you start yeah, yeah, yeah. that band or was it like uh you just happened to join this band that also has your last name
1: um no, no I, in fact i uh, i just put that name uh, because uh, I, my previous job was a uh, teacher so uh, mm-hmm. i put my band's name uh, not to be uh, recognized uh, on the internet by the students
0: that's and, really smart uh,
1: yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. He, I joined the band because it was existing uh, for two years before I joined them, but uh, they didn't really tour uh, anything. And mm-hmm. uh, but we were very young. I was uh, like sixteen, and uh, they were uh, nineteen, something like that. Oh, I see. So, so we basically uh, started uh, touring a little bit. Uh, In the local area where we were in France, in Western France, then a little bit more in France, and then, uh, yeah, we played for 10 years, so we we toured in Europe and uh, Brazil, Canada, etc. So uh, it's, uh, yeah, it was my first serious project, but uh, it went uh, kind of far, so I'm glad we did it.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, getting to tour and all that too, like, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, so I guess kind of like leading into that direction too, since you kind of, that's where it was like your intro to like punk and metal, and then like also like into screamo later on. Do you have two records that you feel like really kind of define you right now um, as a person or like that you really like, that really resonate with you?
1: Yeah, that yeah, that's difficult. Uh, difficult yeah, it's question, hard to just pick but, two. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe I would say... Uh, you, me, and the Violence by Berdineau, yeah, um, which came out, I, I think, in uh, 2012. Um, actually, it was the first, um, the first time I really got into a uh, screamo record. So because uh, they were from uh, France, and uh, mm-hmm. since we were touring uh, with uh, French band, etc. It, they they went uh, huge back in uh, 2012. So uh, I gave it a try and uh, mm-hmm. I I loved uh, everything about it. So uh, that's why I listened more uh, bands and uh, etc. So that's really the, the first uh, screamo record I uh, really got into. And um, maybe a second one would be... Uh, White Pony from uh, Deftones because nice. when I uh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a teenager uh, when I started uh, playing drums uh, yeah that's really the album that uh, made me uh, uh, play drums uh, so yeah I was kind of stuck by the drums from uh, the Deftones uh, I would say that I don't really listen to it anymore but uh, I remember when I was a teenager it was. Uh, I think I listen to it uh, every day from my yeah. 13 to my uh, 17.
0: I actually, I think I was listening to it just like a couple of weeks ago. It still holds up in some places. It's still a pretty solid album.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, sometimes, yeah, I listen a little bit to it and uh, I'm always uh, so stoked by uh, the the drum parts. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah. it holds up, yeah.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Um, I wanted to ask uh, where, like, where you're from. Like, is there like kind of like a scene in? You're from a, I believe, a city called. Again, I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing this. Uh, Potia. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, yeah. yeah, you're from you're from there. Is there like a scene in that city, or do you kind? Is it kind of part of like a larger scene in the area?
1: Yeah, it's um, it it's uh, there used to be a scene here, a very uh, good scene for uh, punk back in. Uh, 2000s and uh, late 90s, I think at the drive-in uh, played uh, there for the first uh, French tour. So oh, awesome! Uh, yeah, yeah, it. But they, they were really uh, unknown at the time, so uh, mm-hmm. I think it was in 1999 and uh, in a very small uh, bar in uh, in Poitiers, which uh, exists uh, still exists today, but. Uh, Uh, We used to organize a lot of shows uh, before uh, COVID-19, but uh, Mm. since uh, two years, uh, things didn't restart uh, as they were before. So that's uh, kind of uh, hard. There are a few bands in uh, Poitiers, but... um, not really a uh, lot of uh, opportunities to organize or uh, to, mm. to play gigs anymore. So that's uh, we try to fix it, but uh, it's difficult.
0: <laughs> yeah, and, I'm uh, sure. yeah. We
1: we wanted to organize a release party for the Grand Format record, and uh, mm-hmm. we are struggling to find the place here. So yeah. maybe it will be another city. Uh, like there are things uh, in the, the west part of France uh, in bigger cities like uh, Nantes, uh, Bordeaux, uh, Tours, etc. So, yeah, that's uh, kind of sad for uh, Poitiers, but uh, I I don't lose hope that uh, the scene will uh, restart again.
0: Yeah, I believe that. I think cities sometimes go through cycles too, you know, where like there's a scene for a while and then all of a sudden it kind of like slows down. And then especially with COVID, everyone kind of ground to a halt, so just takes like a couple kids yeah. all getting into like that one record together. And the next thing you know, there's a scene. So I hope it happens for your city again.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, yeah, there, there is uh, uh, a potential because uh, we, we used to see a uh, kind of a lot of people at show because uh, it's a very young city compared to uh, other cities in France because of the universities. So uh, mm-hmm. I think it's uh, the city where there is... the uh, the biggest number of students uh, compared to the population oh wow so yeah yeah it's normally uh, there are uh, things to do at night and uh, places to see gig but uh, not anymore
0: <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully again soon yeah, yeah. so speaking I of do, are you said there are a couple other bands from your city like are do you have any favorites I mean you don't have to you know play favorites but is there any that you've been listening to recently that from you...
1: um yeah, yeah sure in, in fact we when we started the uh, joke we toured a lot with a uh, pop punk uh, band uh, which is called the uh, top service
2: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, yeah it's a really different style but uh, they they are kind of big in the french uh, pop punk uh, scene and uh, yeah, they are releasing a new material now so they are, uh, they are great I uh, invite people to check them out. And um, yeah, in in the screamo scene, hardcore scene, there, there are no, no, nothing much uh, there. But uh, in Western France, uh, there are a lot of uh, great bands uh, in Brittany or uh, in Bordeaux. Uh, there are a lot of bands. Nice. So, yeah.
0: Very cool. Once well, I see that the scene's kind of, thriving in some areas at least like in general you know
1: yeah yeah in uh yeah in Brittany, in uh, Rennes, for example uh, there are a lot of bands which are great
0: um so outside of music is what are your like hobbies or like things that you do to pass the time like in your free time
1: um in my free time i really uh, like to ride bikes in fact uh I started uh, riding bikes and uh, bike packing uh, a few years ago, just before COVID, and uh, that's really the, the thing I like doing the most after music. So uh, I really like to ride uh, my bike all day uh, and uh, even at night. Uh, yeah, it's uh, really. Um, I don't know if uh, if it's uh, for a long time, for a few hours. Uh, it's kind of meditating and, uh, makes make me, uh, uh, happier person. So that's <laughs> I awesome. really like it. Yeah. I even changed uh, my job to, uh, learn to repair bikes. So, oh, very cool. Now, uh, yeah, I quitted my uh, job as a teacher and, uh, now I'm, uh, studying how to, to repair bikes.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. biking's really fun. Are you into like the bike racing? Like uh, watching like them do the bike races and
1: mm, I I'm not really into uh, pro tour but uh, I like uh, you know long distance events mm. so I okay. follow some people who who do that and uh, like for example in the US uh, there is uh, the Great Divide uh, and a French guy won this year so
2: oh very
0: cool <laughs> congratulations. Sofie, yeah Uh, I actually wanted to ask who did the artwork for your new album? Was that something that you kind of contracted out for? Or is that something you did?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I did the, the artwork because normally uh, in this project, uh, I really try to do uh, everything that is uh, artistic in it. Mm-hmm. So uh, even if I'm not uh, really a really good artist, uh, I try to learn things. So, uh, I um, I did the artwork uh, with uh, scanography. You know, it's, oh, uh, cool. Yeah, it's when you put some uh, something in a scanner, you can uh, move it and uh, it give a nice effect. And, uh, so I wanted to try that for the for the artwork, and uh, yeah, I I learned a lot about uh, it uh, doing it and. Uh, I'm kind of happy with the artwork, so... Uh,
0: I mean, it looks yeah. very cool. And I i mean, it kind of... Sorry for interrupting, but it, it felt like... Yeah, uh, sure. It feels like... Um, kind of environmental, like a lot of your kind of lyrics lean sometimes. Because the album, I might have mistranslated, it's uh, the, the banality of evil in English, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So how did, like, when you were... I guess, uh, if you wouldn't mind going into, like, your connection between the idea of the album title and the artwork like is there a direct line or does it feel like kind of more through the subtext of the album
1: um yeah yeah um maybe, i think it, it was already the case for the um, the first record and uh, in, in fact the artwork is uh is, is a stone but mm-hmm. uh, taking with uh, my uh, my camera and uh, it's really close to the stone so maybe uh, we can't recognize it's a, it's a, it's a stone, but uh, for the for the other. Since I did mineral for the first, I mm-hmm. was trying to uh, show something more uh, organic for the yeah. second and uh, re- related to uh, nature. Because I, I um, sometimes I, I feel like we. As a human beings, we are—we can be disconnected uh, for, uh, from nature. So I—I uh, I kind of use it for the artwork uh, all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I see it. I because yeah. I've—I tried to when I listen to music in another language, I try to like translate the lyrics so I get more of the picture a lot of the time. And from what I okay. read, assuming the translations are actually like. Done correctly, is that your lyrics can yeah. of often convey a sense of a claustrophobia in them. It feels like, like whether from like your personal tragedy or like the political strife, or especially climate anxiety. And yeah, given yeah, that yeah life... sure,
1: it's a uh, yeah. There is a lot of about it uh, in the album, and uh, it really um, it really goes to how I felt uh, during. Uh, just before uh, the COVID with a uh, lot of uh, strikes and uh, social mm-hmm. movements in, in France that were uh, reprimated uh, by uh, the police very uh, hardly. And uh, all that happened uh, during COVID and uh, with uh, and all the, um, the politics uh, in France with the, uh, the right uh, wing growing, etc. It's a very... Uh, Oppressive feeling So um, since I, I uh, often write uh, things when I'm uh, in a bad mood, it, it um, talks a lot of, uh, about yeah. it.
0: Yeah, I see the connect. I mean, especially given France's yeah. general history of being like a very like revolutionary ready kind of country. Yeah. So it, I definitely like rings in your lyrics, and I really like um, the theatricality kind of in your music like it feels very large very spectacular you know and especially <laughs> um your literary kind of references uh, like other french bands you know like they go for like voltaire Rimbaud, and yeah someone like that but you kind of lean towards like more of like it feels like the dramatist like cornier is there is there anything of his that kind of feels inspired in your record
1: um I, <laughs> I'm a bit surprised because not not really actually but um I think that's because um I don't know when uh, when you when you're a band and you you write in English uh even if you're from France you can say uh, whatever you want and uh it will uh, always sound good.
2: Yeah, but, that's um, very true.
1: Yeah. But uh, for uh, French people, and uh, yeah for me, it's very hard to write in French. Uh, and uh, it's usually sound uh, really bad unless uh, it's uh, really uh, well written and uh, with uh, imagery and uh, dramatism, etc. So um, yes, there is also a tradition with uh, bands like D- Datro, uh, Amanda Woodward. Uh, put mm-hmm. the standard, the really high for uh, lyrics lyric yeah. in, in the, the French scene. So uh, they are my uh, influences mo- mo- much more than uh, Voltaire or uh, Rameau. But uh, yeah, so that's basically I, I think because uh, of it. Because uh, yeah, if it's um, a little bit uh, straightforward in in French, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's really not. Uh, not good to me. So uh, yeah, the, I really like Baudelaire too, but uh, yeah, he, he's not uh, really an influence for the for the lyrics uh, in uh, in this band. But uh, yeah, I I just write what comes to mind. But uh, usually uh, I end up uh, with a lot of uh, imagery and uh, in order to to sound good,
0: yeah. I mean, the imagery comes through very strong and, like, really well. And honestly, even translated, like, you have a very poetic style that is really, honestly, kind of lacking, I feel like, in a lot of contemporary screamo music. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I mean, not to, like, you know, dog on other bands or anything, but um, they're, like, you know, like Amanda, Amanda Woodward or, like, Anomi or Asato Moore yeah. or, like, Dietro. Like, those bands have, like, such very, like, dense lyrics and there's been like a shift towards like kind of a more simplistic style do you feel like because of the french language and like the history in general like your city is an older city do you feel like that kind of like lends to like this like air of like feeling like you have a more literary desire like you want to write lyrics more specifically like that
2: um
1: not uh not really but um yeah, but uh, I really like living in uh, in Poitiers because uh, it's a very uh, medieval city. So uh, there are a lot of uh, really old buildings, and uh, but uh, it it doesn't really influence uh, how I uh, I write things because I didn't grow up in Poitiers. I grew up mm. in uh, more uh, in the countryside of France, uh, and there was no city at uh, one hour uh, from Car. So yeah. uh, it was really in the middle of nowhere. So uh, yeah, I grew up really in the in the crops. Yeah. And, uh, so, but I, I enjoy living there uh, now.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, moving from the countryside to the city is always a big <laughs> shift. So that makes sense. So in in Poitiers like, a, is there like a tourist attraction that you like, or like, the, is there anything aside from I'm sure like the beautiful architecture that you really enjoy doing?
1: Um, the big uh, tourist thing in Poitiers is uh, called the Futuroscope. So uh, it's uh, an amusement park, and uh, which is uh, the the theme of the park is uh, the new technologies. But uh, it's kind of funny because uh, it's uh, it's about new technology, but uh, that are already uh, twenty years old. So <laughs> the, the attractions didn't change uh, much. So, uh, it's uh <laughs> it's kind of funny but uh, i uh, i went it uh to twice uh, and uh, yeah it's really impress- really impressive when you're a kid but uh when you're older it's not
0: uh <laughs> yeah not no i'm sure <laughs>
1: that
0: makes sense but a lot
1: of tourists uh, go uh, if you uh, tell anyone in france uh, uh about poitiers uh, he, he will tell the Futuroscope uh, right away
0: That's very cool. Uh, so shifting gears a little bit, do you uh, do you have any shows booked? I know you're talking about trying to get a record release, show, but do you have like a tour plans coming up that you can talk about for the for the new album?
1: Um, yeah, I'm, because of my new uh, my new work, we are a little bit um, the. We are a little bit... Uh, we cannot tour for a whole, uh, whole week or two weeks right now mm-hmm. because uh, I work on the weekend and uh, I have a few free weekends so we will use it to play uh, shows at the weekend uh, in the cities we which are not uh, too far.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I hope I can get uh, vacations for uh, this summer and uh, we can tour uh, this summer in Europe. But... Uh, f- we are trying to book uh, weekends uh, in uh, from uh, January to June uh, 2023, and uh, yeah, the other bands, uh, the other uh, my friends who play in the bands, have uh, other bands they tour with. So uh, right. it's, uh, yeah, it's always a little bit of a struggle to uh, to get everyone uh, in the same place. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, we, yeah, we will do, uh, we will do shows uh, maybe uh, like four shows a month. I hope uh, until uh, this summer, and uh, hopefully we can tour uh, in uh, July or August uh, for one week or two. I hope.
0: Yeah, well, I hope for you. It'd be cool to see uh, some more live footage. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Sure. We, in fact, we the last gig we played was in Paris. Uh, I think. Uh, in August, so it's it's uh, I miss uh, playing shows.
2: Yeah, I'm I played sure.
1: uh, shows uh, as a drummer, but uh, mm. yeah, as a singer, it's not the it's not the same. It's uh, I kind of miss it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully you'll get some more soon, and then I well, yeah. so that kind of leads me to my next question. Do you have like a favorite show that like you can point to from this project, or like maybe a favorite tour of memory? From like one of the smaller um,
1: tours you did. Yeah, favorite show um, with this band. I, I don't know because um, every show has been kind of uh, special, and uh, I think we we are very l- lucky since we started playing with uh, this project. Uh, we we had good shows uh, every time, so. That's not. Uh, that was not the case with my uh, previous band at all. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I I just cannot pick uh, one. But uh, yeah, memory uh, as a tour. Maybe I, I have a fun memory with my previous band. But uh, it's not really a good memory. It's but uh, we really love about it a lot. Now uh, mm-hmm. it was. Um, when we we were touring in France and we, we played in Marseille with a joke and uh, uh, the drummer from the band we were playing with just set my uh, drums on fire. Oh my god! Without uh, asking me, no. <laughs> so it was uh, it was kind of a surprise. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, the, it was a really nice drum set, and uh, I, no, no. I was a student at the time. I had no money, so uh, I had to take a loan at the bank to, to pay it, and uh, I only had it for uh, a few weeks.
0: Oh, my god. So, uh,
1: after uh, yeah at the end of the show he just put some uh, lighter gas uh, on all the symbols and uh, just light it so that there were flames uh, oh that were uh, 50 centimeters uh, from there so
0: uh, <laughs> did he say why but, uh, at all
1: no but uh, when we uh, searched on google the name of that band uh, there were uh, uh, drums uh, on fire on uh, google uh, images uh, we should have done uh, some research before
0: too <laughs> so this was like a regular occurrence for this guy okay. yeah yeah that's yeah. It. We, that's crazy
1: <laughs> yeah yeah we, we we didn't expect it so but after the after the flames uh, shut he mm-hmm. they played uh, their last song uh, by uh, crowd surfing, he basically just gave my drums to the the public uh, uh, piece by piece, and he, he finished the show uh, crowd surfing. Oh my gosh! So, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so never playing with them again—that's for sure.
1: Yeah, they're, they're from the U.S. Uh, it's a surf band called uh, Daycaju.
0: Oh my gosh!
1: So uh, yeah, if you <laughs> if they. Go uh, to your city, maybe uh, you will see uh, a drum on fire.
0: Maybe <laughs> so. Okay, so, well, now I kind of I'm kind of curious. I wanted to ask, uh, what's you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, too. or you could answer it, and if you don't feel comfortable with it, we could cut it yeah. out. But uh, what's the most illegal or dangerous thing that you've done in your life?
1: Um, yeah, I yeah, um, I don't know, but I think it was with uh, Joke, also, because uh, we, we toured for 10 years, so a uh, mm-hmm. lot of uh, things happened.
0: Yeah, I believe it.
1: Uh, Grand Enfantant is a little bit more recent, and uh, since uh, there were COVID-19, uh, we didn't play uh, that much uh, shows, like m- maybe 20, uh, I think. Yeah. But um, with Joke, we, uh, we did a tour in uh, Canada, with uh, Fortune Cookie Club, uh, it's a uh, punk rock uh, from uh, Mont- Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sing in French, and uh, I play uh, I played drums for them also uh, in that tour. And uh, we were uh, driving from uh, a city to another, and uh, there were snow uh, snowstorms. So uh, it was in November, and a lot of snow uh, started to uh, to fall, and uh, the uh, guitar player from uh, Fortune Cookie Club uh, was driving on the road, kind of fast, like really, really fast for us. Oh no. and, uh, like, In France, we are like, uh, if we see a little bit of snow, uh, we we all drive at uh, 20 kilometers uh, an hour. So, uh, right. stranger, really may make fun of us uh, for this. But uh, he was driving really fast, like. Uh, 80 kilometers per hour on the snow. So we oh, were no. kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we feared about uh, crashing. And uh, he, he was saying, uh, yeah, don't bother uh, too much. Uh, we uh, drive uh, like this all winter long, and uh, we don't get uh, crashes. Uh, and uh, yeah. just two minutes after he said that, we uh, did uh, two flips with uh, the van. <laughs> oh,
0: my God. And, uh, yeah,
1: yeah, it's, it was really, uh, really shocking for us. But uh, yeah, it was two flips. And, uh, you know, it was uh, a van with um, a fiberglass uh, roof. Oh. So um, And there was a bed inside. So uh, It was my friend Quentin who played guitar from Joke and uh, he played bass uh, live in uh, Grand Enfant too. and uh, he was in the roof during we did the flips and uh, he was ejected from the van. Oh my God. The the first flip. So when we finished the second flip, there were no roof anymore uh, in the van. So we were like, fuck, my my friend just died. And, uh, and uh, yeah, a few seconds uh, after we hear him uh, say, uh, "Hey, everyone is okay." So, uh, it oh was uh, really uh, uh, an emotional moment.
0: Yeah, very. <laughs> and, sure. uh,
1: and nobody was hurt, so uh, we Whoa. finished the tour. And uh, we <laughs> uh, money-wise, it uh, cost us a uh, lot of money. That, uh, and the uh, Fortune Cookie Club, uh, it was their van, so uh, they lost their van too, but uh, nobody was hurt, uh, just uh, superficial uh, stuff. But uh, yeah, I think it's the uh, most uh, dangerous thing I did. Uh, <laughs> being yeah. in a car crash, uh, <laughs> in, uh, in a sto- s- storm snow uh, in the me- in really north of Canada, like we had to wait for uh, three hours from. Uh, to, to get uh, ambulance to, to come. So oh my that's really cold. I think I, I never uh, was, uh, um, I never been uh, cold like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Crazy. Canadian winter is brutal. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah Canadians don't fear the snow. And sometimes it's not. <laughs> that's, sometimes that's a bad thing because they-, you know, they It's
1: normal for them. So.
0: Yeah, like they walk around in t-shirts in like 30 degree weather but I don't know about driving 80 kilometers in a yeah. snowstorm. That's, I mean, obviously not a great idea. That's terrible. Well, I'm glad everyone was, yeah. was okay and wasn't hurt.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, yeah. it could have been the end uh, of uh, the both uh, bands, I think, uh, because uh, it was in, in the middle of a national park and uh, there were, um, mm. you know, uh, area of sand on the right, and uh, big rocks uh, with uh, big trees uh, on the left. So we had the, the chance to go right and not left. But uh, if we did go left, uh, I think uh, <laughs> it, it would have uh, been uh, dramatic.
0: Yeah, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> um, so also, I was wondering, what, uh, is there a band that you haven't played with that's like active right now that you'd love to play with?
1: um yeah yeah sure um maybe uh maybe birds in row um, just because uh, yeah I'm massive fan uh, massive fan yeah. from the beginning and uh, we never play with uh, with them so uh, I, uh, it would be great
0: <laughs> yeah i'm <laughs> and, sure uh, that new album was great too
1: yeah yeah i uh i really love it and uh, yeah, they play in Poitiers uh,
0: next month. So. Oh, nice. Oh, so I you're do, stoked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you can hit them up and be like, hey, I'd love to open for you sometime. Have you ever met like I... any of the members or like?
1: Uh, we have some uh, friends in uh, common, but, but we never played together. So we mm. didn't have the, the occasion to, to chat but i I asked the organizer the the promoter of the gig uh, if we could open, but uh, it was uh, already taken.
0: already booked. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure everybody wants to play with Birds and row. That makes sense..
1: Yeah.
0: Um, is there a band that is broken up that if you could see that reunion show and uh, why?
1: Um, I don't know maybe uh, i I never got the occasion to see uh, Daitro live. Or uh, Amanda Woodward. So, yeah. because I uh, started to listen to uh, to them after they, they stopped. So, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, if there was a Amanda Woodward reunion or a Day Show reunion, I don't know which one uh, uh, to choose, but uh, both of them, I think uh, I, uh, I, I will maybe. Uh, do uh, a thousand kilometers
0: uh, <laughs> i would fly to, to france see. to see that yeah. i 100 percent would do that um so when you first got into the scene
2: yeah.
0: where i know you know times change and i know that you said the scenes like not as active in what right now but are there some like good and bad changes that you've kind of experienced in the community maybe at large in like the french punk scene or the french screamo scene
1: um yeah like i think it got worse to, um, for the places to play because there are very few now compared to before mm-hmm. but uh, in the other hand uh, the the lot of things uh, changed in the scene um, with uh, people being more inclusive uh, with uh, women and uh, non-white people and uh, Trans people, so uh, mm-hmm. the I think the, the shows are safer now that uh, that it used to be, and uh, yeah, because I, I remember the shows ten years ago. Uh, yeah, everybody uh, did a uh, lot of parties, uh, etc. There, there, have been some abuse, and uh, now it's uh, it still exists, but uh, it's a little bit more marginal. So yeah uh, yeah the, yeah I, I think the shows are uh, they they we don't have uh, the same number of shows that we used to but uh, when there is one uh, everyone is so happy and uh, the the shows are safer so uh, I it's gone better uh, this way but uh, yeah i think that's it
0: that's good to hear yeah it's nice yeah. to see that change happening like everywhere you know it seems like it's been like a global effort within the scene in the community so that's really cool uh yeah. i wanted, you know I, I forgot to ask this earlier actually do you have like uh do you have a like a scream of split that you really like that is like a big favorite of yours
1: um yeah maybe um maybe i could say uh uh, I really sent a lot to uh, it when it came out. It was the split uh, with uh, Pianos Becomes the Thies and uh, Touche Amore.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, that's a great split. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, re- I think Hiding is my favorite song from uh, Pianos. So, uh, uh, I would pick this one. Yeah, uh, The song from Touche Amore is not my favorite, but uh, the Pianos one is... Uh, uh, yeah, I think it's one of the best they did, so... I uh, I really loved it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is actually a really good split. That whole split era of pianos is really good. I don't know if you remember yeah, yeah. some of the other ones they did with, uh, like, uh, The Saddest Landscape.
2: And they did yeah, one with yeah, this yeah.
0: band called Ezra Joyce that was really good. Mm. I like their newer yeah, stuff, yeah. but I really I really miss that era of pianos a little bit.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It's not the same band, but uh, it's still very uh, interesting to, to listen to. And... Uh... Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I felt more more things uh, listening to the old material than than, than the new. But
0: uh, yeah,
1: but it's it's normal that uh, people don't do uh, the same thing uh, every time. So uh, yeah. I'm so glad they change a little bit uh, of direction.
0: Yeah, bands are supposed to evolve, right? They're supposed to grow yeah. and change. I mean, look at Loma Prieta, right? Like they sound yeah. very different now than how they used to and their new stuff's great too okay so um this is you don't have to answer this one this one's kind of a weird question but we always like to ask it it's uh assuming you're not a pacifist if there's anyone that you could punch in the (laughs) face as hard as you could and there wouldn't be any like nothing bad would happen to you who would it be and why
1: yeah uh I don't know because uh, I'm, a, I'm not a violent person So, uh, but um, recently I really felt uh, like I needed to uh, punch my uh, one of my bosses
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> in the face so uh, yeah maybe it will, it will be uh, one guy from the bike shop
2: uh, yeah.
0: I, uh, <laughs> I was going to say Le Pen I thought it would have been Le Pen maybe but that's a you know that's a good answer too yeah yeah he,
1: yeah, he it's kind of the same kind of people so
0: yeah okay yeah there's always a type right yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know, I don't know I'll, in this day and age like a lot of people don't really have it. do you have any music that you think is like a guilty pleasure you know that like some people would be like, oh, that's why are you listening to that or like that you feels like shameful <laughs> or cringy?
1: Um, yeah, um, I I don't think that's cringy, but um, I really uh, love Adele. Like uh, um, I don't really uh, listen to other uh, pop stars, but mm-hmm. uh, I think she she do really special special stuff and uh, well produced. So uh, I uh, often. Uh, Sing along to uh, Adele songs uh, when I uh, go back from work and uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's
0: uh, it's good bike <laughs> riding music, right? Yeah. yeah, she has a she has an incredible voice. She she's one of those people that if I could, I'd go see live just to hear it live. You know?
1: Ah, okay, yeah, I didn't have the opportunity to to see her, but uh, yeah, it, I think it's uh, it could be amazing.
0: Yeah, it would be if I could afford three hundred dollar tickets, I would go. But I cannot so <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah yeah me
0: too uh, if you could give the world a gift of any kind what would it be and why
1: yeah that's a tough question um, maybe uh, maybe a bike for everybody yeah it's uh, I, I think it's uh, the, the best thing in the world so. yeah, j- just a bike to uh, to move and uh, be free to go anywhere uh, without uh, polluting, and uh, that uh, that could be a good gift. If we yeah, if if anybody uh, doesn't know, uh, which gift to to do uh, to uh, a relative, uh, a bike, even a cheap bike, is uh, the best gift. I think.
0: I think that'd be a pretty cool gift too. <laughs> I would like to get a bike and start riding, and I like the idea of an electric bike too you know
1: yeah there are more and more electric bikes like in the shop i work in i think the 75 percent of the bikes that leave the shop are electric so...
0: well that's good to hear <laughs> so i think um i wanted to ask what's the next kind of big goal that you're striving for with your with uh, Grosso Enfant more, like that you want to reach as a band? Is there like a big venue you want to play or like a festival you'd like to um, be featured on or any kind of goal or milestone that you have in mind?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know because uh, the, you know, the record, uh, this record uh, La banalité du Mal is already a big uh, milestone for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, I just... Uh, was uh, focused on it uh, for uh, yeah more than one year and uh, just talked about this this record to come out and now it's out. We I have to find another uh, another goal. So I think at the moment it will be uh, to uh, play uh, play nice shows and uh, meet people and uh, touring with uh, other bands and uh, yeah I don't know festivals like we d- we never played in. Uh, the Fluff Fest, for example. So hmm.
0: uh, or like Seymour, I, I don't know if they still do that anymore. Crimea River. I don't know if they do that anymore either.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But uh, yeah, the Fluff, for example, it will be. Uh, uh, yeah, I never been to it, but uh, every time uh, the all, all the bands playing there uh, are amazing. So and uh, I was shocked when we played in Brazil uh, with uh, Joke. The people from Brazil uh, just uh, looked at the, band playing the and, uh, bands playing the fluff and bands playing the fluffs were uh, very uh, listened to uh, in Brazil. So it was a little bit crazy, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, a festival that uh, really uh, has an influence uh, worldwide. So.
0: Yeah, that's true. I could see I could see yeah. you guys on there someday or like maybe miss the stars fest or something like that too
1: yeah yeah sure yeah we miss the stars also uh i never been to uh to it in berlin but uh could be a great festival to play in too
0: hey maybe one day
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: so is there any shows that you do have kind of booked or coming up that you'd want to like kind of you know broadcast right now for people
1: um yeah, we have. Uh, in fact, it's maybe a show we don't have, <laughs> but we yeah. we were supposed to do a release party uh, this week mm-hmm. in uh, Poitiers. But uh, it uh, for some reasons uh, we couldn't do it. So uh, I think we will we uh, schedule it uh, early January. So it will be. Uh, Release party uh, for uh, Gros Enfant More and uh, for uh, Topsy Turbis, also the pop, um, pop punk band I uh, talked about uh, before. And
0: uh, yeah,
1: we will find something and uh, it will be in January.
0: <laughs> nice, I'm sure it'll be a super and, fun uh, show. And,
1: and after that, we have some uh, weekends booking in west part of France, basically. But, uh, yeah, but uh, I really would like to do a big uh, release party for that record.
0: I mean, now with like a lot of the media and publicity you're getting, it might be a little bit easier, hopefully in the coming months.
1: Yeah, I hope. But the sad thing is that, yeah, uh, it doesn't matter if you're, uh, if you got publicity or or not. It's maybe like in in Poitiers where right now, it's just that there is no place to.
0: Yeah, there's <laughs> no really real venue. To,
1: yeah, except the big, uh, big venue, uh, mm. which is uh, 300 uh, people uh, where Birds in Row play uh, next month. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, we cannot fill uh, the, this room uh, just with uh on more and service It will be a li- little bit empty. So we need to find something smaller, but uh, it's. Uh, yeah, there were some things before COVID, but now it's uh, a yeah. little bit complicated.
0: Yeah, got a little dried up. Yeah. It's a shame. But I also, okay, before we close out, I wanted to see, do you have, I think I might know the answer to this, but do you have an album of the year already picked out for 2022? Like, what's your favorite album you've heard this year?
1: Um. Yeah, that's a tough question too. Um, I was... Um, Really hesitating between uh hands, uh, that is a great yeah.
0: album.
1: Yeah, I, I just listened to it over and over, and uh, I really love it. And uh, maybe uh, to be gentle, also, uh, I really uh, listened to it a lot recently. And uh, and of course, uh, Bird in Ro, the, yeah. the new, uh, yeah. so uh, I don't know, or maybe Adele. Uh, the new yeah. model, uh,
0: maybe <laughs> so, that'd be uh, a, the... yeah. maybe I, I will
1: pick birds in a because uh, we waited for this album for uh, so long so uh, long yeah. time we were really really glad uh, when it came out
0: yeah that's great to finally have it in, in hand and speaking yeah. of do you um this last part's like where you kind of do you can like talk about you know like where people can find you online, where they can buy your record, or if you want to do like a shout out for anyone you've worked with and things like that, this is your floor for all that.
1: Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, I would thank uh, I would like to thank all the labels, uh, the labels who believed uh, in the project uh, for the the album. So uh, in France, it's uh, Fireflies Fall and the uh, Don. We are releasing uh, vinyls and CD. Uh, in uh, Germany, it's uh, Tim uh, from uh, Dingleberry. Uh, in uh, Italy, it's uh, Pietro uh, from uh, uh In Spain, uh, there is uh, Sound Like Sunday. Uh, in the US, uh, it's uh, Adam from uh, Cleaver Eagle, who will have the records. So, uh, we... I just finished uh, sending all the records uh This week, so uh, they will be uh, they will arrive soon. And uh, what did I forget? There is a Salto Mortale in uh, Slovakia. Also, Uh, there is a Kolaus Records in the UK who uh, who uh, does uh, tapes. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, yeah, massive uh, thanks to uh, all these people. And. uh, also, uh, massive thanks to uh, my brothers uh, who play with me uh, the live stuff. So, uh, Arthur, Camille, uh, Quentin, and Louis. And uh, yeah, and thank you, uh, Elias, and uh, thank, uh, thank you to, uh, to Rob for uh, inviting me. It's, uh, I'm so stoked doing that. <laughs> like, uh, I never believed I could uh, do this. So, uh, thank you.
0: Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for coming and uh, speaking with us on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure and we hope to have you back on again. Um, everyone, please make sure to go out and listen to the new Gross Enfant More album, La Banalité du Mal, and pick up a copy <laughs> wherever it's widely distributed.